and welcome to the Batter Up Podcast, brought to you by Just Bats. I'm your host, Tyler, and I'm really excited to bring you this podcast. Our goal with this is to provide you with insight all throughout the baseball and softball community. We're going to utilize our relationships to have on some of the best guests, some of the best experts in their field across the diamond. This is going to range from what it's like to be recruited at the highest level of college to what it's like to build a brand new bat from scratch. This is going to be a lot of fun. I'm excited for you to join in on the journey. Let's get it. And welcome to Batter Up, the podcast where we swing for the fences in every episode. Today, we are joined by the tallest baseball player in the world, I'll go so far as to say the tallest athlete in the world. That's right. We're joined by the Savannah Bananas' very own Dakota Albritton, but you know him better as Stilts. Stilts, welcome to the show. What's up, man? How are you doing? Thank you for having me Oh, here. I'm doing awesome. I'm excited for it. Yeah, this should be a lot of fun. Let's address the elephant in the room, um, a.k.a. the biggest animal in the room, which is typically you. I know you go against the party animals typically, but how did you get started stilting? Ah, uh, that's a that's a funny funny question. Uh, so as a kid growing up, I always had crazy balance, super good at at like riding a bicycle on the back tire, riding like doing a stoppy, like anything like that. I can ride a unicycle forwards, backwards, upstairs, downstairs, anything like that. Flipping skateboards. That was that was what I exceeded at. I was really good at it. I never really practiced at it at all. And it's just anything like that always came supernatural to me. And my parents always pushed to find new things for me to do. Every every around Christmas time every year I'd get this this new crazy gift that I'd that they would think that I'd have to get on and, and practice and learn at, but most of the times yeah. I'd I'd get on and go go right with it. So I was ten years old and Woke up Christmas morning and I have got some some stilts. Never laid eyes on stilts before in my life. And I hopped on them and ran across my yard. And I was like, oh, wow, that came super easy. And then I put them up. No way. <laughs> <laughs> that is such a fun story. So you have more than just stilting talents. You have, like, all the unique talents. <laughs> yeah, uh, the, I, I tell everybody all the time, the unicycle is out of everything in this world I know how to do. That is by far the hardest thing. And... I don't even use it. I don't. I don't use it at all. I just ride around my neighborhood every now and then, just to pass the time. But as far as entertainment wise, I I don't use it at all. So is it? I mean, I think we're all wondering: is it coming out in Banana Ball next summer, like the unicycle? Um, I've actually had it in Banana Land the the first season, and I would okay have, for our pregame plaza party. I'd go out there, I'd ride around, I'd clap hands, shake hands on it, and everything, and then. And then that's when this, the next season's when the stilts really came about. And that's whenever yeah. I really started perfecting the, the craft of playing baseball and being on stilts. And the unicycle was no longer important. <laughs> okay. Okay. But the, I mean, the stilts, the stilts are so unique in what they, the, the visual that they provide. I mean, I mean, you see the, the umpire standing on the box to, to view your strike zone. Um, we see you on the mound. Like what's the, what's the most fun thing to do? on the baseball field on stilts? Um, by far, my, the, my most favorite thing that I do is is getting to interact with the, the, the upcoming banana ballers, as we call them, the, the younger generation. 
but uh just pitching pitching is really what i like to do but yeah. if now getting a barrel that's that's the best thing. oh whenever you 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 make contact 10 foot in the air there's something different about it i don't know <laughs> it's just everything it's just a big loud noise and i'm running the first there's no no rush that i've ever had in my life that see anything near that yeah yeah so you have you have a baseball background i would imagine 100 percent. grew up playing okay um so what percentage like swing can you give on stilts because you can't do a hundred percent like backside fire so, off that you're just gonna fall right um I, I tell everybody a lot of times in in some aspects of the game like the everybody every baseball player has that one thing i feel like that they they struggle with throughout their whole baseball career fundamental like fundamental wise and for me that was always staying on my back foot staying back and staying loaded and now using the stilts every single time i'm in the box if I get out front, it's it's not a good day for me, you know. So them stilts force <laughs> me; they force me to stay back. And and honestly, I think on my two feet, they've made me a better hitter than I ever was in my baseball career prior to the stilts. Honestly, and that sounds really really crazy, but I was never a power guy. And and BP now, every now and then, I'll I'll get a wild hair and hop off the stilts and take a few cuts, and I can really I can really hit it a lot harder than I ever could growing up. Wow, there might be like a <laughs> a, a tip or drill in this, huh? Maybe. Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> I thought I thought you were gonna say the the thing you struggled with the most was chasing the high pitch. So you just went up there. <laughs> the high pitch back then is a low pitch now. So yeah, <laughs> yeah. Is your is your strike zone like wh- how is it defined then? Um, it's just like yours if you were ten feet tall. It'd be from your knees to your chest. <laughs> Perfect strike zone. The same size. Everybody says my 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 strike zone got bigger. It didn't. It just it just got it got taller. You moved it on up. Just shifted. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> that's fantastic. Um, so, so question for you regarding banana ball. How, how did you get started with the bananas? That's my favoriteest question that to, to ever answer. Every time I get asked it, I love it. So, like I said, I played baseball my whole life, and uh, college ball. It was I had one offer to go play, and I had to go straight to work. So. Baseball wasn't, it was in the cards, but in, in my mind, it, baseball was no longer in the cards for me after high school ball. And um, yeah. my senior year of high school, I went and we, we made it to the state championship game. And at the time, I had never heard of the Savannah Bananas. I didn't know Grayson Stadium existed. I've never seen it, never heard of it, anything like that. And um, we just so happened to show up four hours away from my hometown to play our state championship at Grayson Stadium. And uh, so that was, that was, my first introduction to Grayson and it was, it was so cool. I was like, what the, what the heck is all this? This was in 2019. I was walking around the stadium. I said, what the heck is all this banana stuff? This just looks goofy. Like who would even play here? Uh-huh. And then, uh, three years later, I went to pouring concrete. I worked in El Paso, Texas. Uh, I was a pipe fitter at a paper mill. And I've done, I've done quite a bit of work. And yeah. then one day I was, I was at work and my mom called and she said, Hey, sign you up for a baseball tryout. And I hadn't played ball in three years, two or three years. I can't remember. And I said, why'd you, why'd you do that? I haven't, I haven't touched a baseball in so long. She said, the team said, bring your weirdest talents. It's an entertainment, <laughs> it's an entertainment baseball team. And I told him you could walk on still. So I'm like, I haven't done that in 10 years neither. So why are you gonna... <laughs> You're signing me up for two things I haven't done in, in years. And I showed up to tryouts and I pulled the stilts out. Well, halfway through the tryouts, I, I didn't take the stilts in in the beginning of tryouts yeah 
I'm out there, and I was always a traditional baseball player. I, I had my hat perfectly forward. Uh-huh. My shirt was tucked in perfectly straight and belt always on. I showed up to this tryout in my high school uniform, and like, like I said, everything is to a T. And I walk in, and there's people in kangaroo costumes. There's people <laughs> with no shirt on. I'm like, how do these, like, what is this? What uh-huh. is going on? And about about an hour and a half, two hours into tryouts, I'm like, wow, I'm not getting the looks I need. These people are not going to remember my name whenever I leave this place because I was rusty at the actual game. I was out there doing everything, trying to, to be a a baseball player. Uh-huh. And I realized really fast that's not the attention that that's not the attention I was needing. And halfway through I, I told myself either either I can bring out these stilts and they say, Oh, this guy's weird and they're talking about me when I'm le- when I leave or they don't they don't mention my name from here on out for forever. Yep. And I took a gamble and I told Jesse Cole I said, Hey, I got some some stilts and uh I don't know what I can do with them. I know I can walk on him. <laughs> and he looked at me and his eyes lit up and he said, can you hit a baseball? My first words, like ever hardly to Jesse Cole, I said, oh yeah, I could hit a baseball on these <laughs> things. And keep in mind, I hadn't walked on him in 10 years. First time I walked on him was at trials. We stopped on the way there to get dog collars to, to wrap them around my legs because the old straps were, they were dry rotted. So I was coming in here with some, just some makeshift stuff to hold these things on my legs. Hadn't walked on them in 10 years. And I am, I'm walking up to the plate with WJCL, the news crew, everybody in my face with cameras. First time in my life I ever had cameras. I was shaking. I was tall as a tree and I was probably shaking like one. And I was walking up there and it's, it's all a blur to me now, but like that, that was, that was super special. And that's how it all started. Once I hit the first baseball, Jesse Cole said, oh my gosh. He said, we got something here. And he, he loved it. And I've been I've been getting better and better on him ever since. What an awesome story. Like I can tell why you're excited to answer that question. Like there are so many layers to that. Like the dog collar just put it over the top. Like you didn't even have a way to strap it to your legs. Uh, so I, I presume at tryouts was the first time you had ever swung on stilts. That was the first time the thought or has ever even <laughs> crossed my mind. I never, I didn't know. I was thinking that they were going to put me as a mascot or something, me out front of the stadium or so I, I had no idea where where the two could be combined and then jesse cole with his imagination yeah he he popped he popped the idea off and it's turned into something that's truly changed my life yeah and you say that that was the first time it, that thought of hitting on stilts ever crossed your mind i would venture to guess that was the first time it crossed any human's mind in history <laughs> To get up on stilts, I, I can, like that's the last thing you would think to do. Like I could, I could even see if they were like, "Oh, let's throw him out in left field and see if he can rob a home run." But <laughs> the idea of like stepping into a box or even pitching on a mound, um, I, you obviously have like a natural balance and athleticism that that leads you to be able to do this stuff. But the fact that we now have a platform for it with Banana Ball is is so cool, and it makes it so interesting to watch. I tell I tell everybody that all the time. I was in the the very very right place at the very right time. Like banana ball professionally wise, like for the banana ball league, it that was that was the beginning of it all. And I just so happened to to hear about it, you know, and have that weird talent to be there when it all really started. Yeah, and and I mean to hear, I mean I know the the, the work down in El Paso, like pouring concrete that is that's hard work that's real yeah. work right there and to shift from that to 
banana ball, which is, you know, put a smile on, have fun with the fa- like the fans, just be as as authentically unique as you can be. Um, that's that's a night and day career change there. Change your life. It, yeah. I, me and my fiance, we were just talking about that yesterday, and she said, you know, we haven't. Me and her hadn't never really sat down and just been like, hey, this this is this is completely different than we ever seen ourselves, and we've just kind of went with it. And uh, I think we're just now starting to really understand how how big of a above of a change it, it made to our whole life just by being in Savannah that weekend. <laughs> that is so cool. Have you thanked mom for that? I have every time. Okay. As a matter of fact, I talk, I've been on the phone with her three or four times today. I told her thank you. Like I, I tell her thank you all the time. Without her, the idea would have never been brought up. The the team would have never, the tryouts would have never been seen. I would be an outsider looking in, wishing, hey, I wonder if these people could use a stilts guy. <laughs> if I wouldn't have been there that weekend, I just it's it's so crazy how one one decision can change somebody's life. Oh yeah, I, I mean the the banana ball itself has changed and impacted so many people's lives in such a beautiful way. Um, speaking as a banana, I, I'm I'm curious about this. Um, so so do you think of baseball in terms of banana ball rules now? Um, yes. When I go, I've been to one legit baseball game and whenever they throw ball four, I'm like, what is this guy doing? He's not running to first. He's not trying to, <laughs> he's not trying to get two. And I'm like, oh man, this is boring baseball. This is a banana ball. <laughs> so yeah, the, the thought of me ever, it's not in the cards, like I said, but the thought of me ever getting on an actual baseball field and, and playing the actual game of baseball, the way it, it was originally played, I don't think I could do it. I would enjoy it. Yeah. And that's yeah. hard. To, that's hard to comprehend, being as I've done it my whole life. Like that was my first one and only true love, is the actual game. And now, just a few years have changed my whole outlook on the whole game. It's crazy to think about. Uh, give everyone a, a quick overview that may not be familiar with with banana ball. What are what are some of the like core rule changes compared to baseball? Uh ball four, ball four sprint. You every every player in the field has to touch the baseball before the runner can stop or before they can get them out. Uh-huh. Um, there's no mound visits just to keep the game moving a little faster. Yep. Um, there's there's a new one. It's the golden batter rule. So anytime throughout the game, uh, you might not even heard about this one yet. That I don't think any, I have. Anytime throughout the game, there's there's any you can put any batter. Say like our our best hitter in my opinion would be Dan Oberst. Uh-huh. Okay. So in a tight game, he he could he could swing uh, strike three strike out. And then walk to the dugout, and he could be the very next batter to come up. He wouldn't even have to leave the box. And you can do so that like once cool. per game, or he, once per okay. game you can have a golden batter rule. So he could strike out, and he wouldn't even have to leave the box. Count and reset, and he'd hit again. Interesting. And they, any any time throughout the game, a fan catches a foul ball. I will tell you, that is my 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 favorite rule. Uh-huh. But then again, it's a rule that has has made me mad quite a few times throughout <laughs> yeah. season. Yeah, because I, I had a foul ball guy called once or twice. I believe it was twice, and they were both in Cooper's. Or no, one was in, one was in Syracuse, and one was in Staten Island. Uh-huh. So both both times in New York, and I get one at bat every two or three games because the other game I'll be pitching or one game I'll be playing first. So I get one at bat every the two or three games, <laughs> and to foul out to a fan, yeah. that gets under your skin, especially being the stilts guy. Oh yeah. <laughs> Oh yeah, and they're they're all like wanting 
wanting to catch that more than anyone else. Like they want exactly. to catch it. Exactly. And I'm ball. like, come on, it's not, it's not helping us. <laughs> and then um the two hour time limit, yep. two hour time limit, it, like I said, it, it keeps the game game going fast. And then there's you can't I don't you can't swap pitchers in, in the middle of the inning. If you do it, like there's no warm up pitches, it's gotta be bang, bang, Boom. come out there, get it done. But yeah, just just rules to make it a little bit more fun and keep the fans involved and keep the game a little bit faster so you're not sitting there for four hours getting bored. Yeah. I, I love it. I think there's you all are creating a pathway to make baseball more exciting for the viewing experience. I mean, you know it right. as a former play, player. I know it as a former player. Like when you're in the game, it doesn't feel that long. Like you're you're just invested in it. You're playing. But what we need to be mindful of is there are so many outside influences that are, you know, causing people to maybe be distracted from the the old three and a half hour baseball game. So right. um, definitely think that there are things that that maybe at the major league level they could they could incorporate a little bit for sure. I agree. Um, but uh, yeah, time clock that was uh, that was nice, but uh huh. It, it's not it. The games are still a little long. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, when you're <laughs> you're ten feet in the air, I does that. Okay, I just got to ask. Does that like tire your legs out to be on stilts? Uh, I'll tell you what. My I'm my legs have never been strong on my body i was never uh-huh. i was never an athlete who worked out. i just relied on basically basic talent but man i, I gotta show you check this out like i've oh. never had that what? like that there <laughs> never and like i don't work out ever at all like i said um and it's so yeah if that answers the question they definitely they they go through some training throughout the 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 whole span of season for those of you that are listening on the podcast and couldn't just see that just just realized that stilts just looked like an anatomy like section <laughs> in a in like a textbook like it, all it was was just muscles on his thighs now i've dakota i've run seven marathons in my life and my legs have never looked like that ever i'll oh, see that dude, is if i'm running if i'm running something's after me <laughs> <laughs> well at least it only has to take you like four steps to get away if you're on stilts, at <laughs> yeah, least. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> <laughs> What's it like to run on stilts? All right, so everybody says, oh, you run slow. All right, I, I'm very <laughs> slow on the stilts. We we averaged it out, and it takes me um, two Yadier Molinas to first base. <laughs> so Yadier Molina <laughs> yeah. can run to second in the time I run to first. Uh, so <laughs> That's a bad slow. unit of measurement <laughs> for speed. Like You don't want to be known as multiple you Yadier think, Molinas. Uh, Biko, Biko and Josh did that up for me, you know, like, and they, they put it on the broadcast and everything live during the game. It was, you know, I don't know why they did that. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's, that's a, that's a, definitely a speed. Uh, <laughs> but, but running, I, I can run from what you, if, if you've ever seen me hit the ball and run to first base, that's, uh-huh. that's me running at 50%. Okay. I, I, I never, I never push my limits over 50% because I've failed at 40%. So <laughs> I don't, I can only imagine how it would be if I was really, really running hard as I could. So I've got to imagine running in, in heels at about this tall and keeping your legs straight. My legs never bend in the middle. I'm just moving my legs in a complete motion. They stay straight. Yep. It's mainly just my hips that are moving. Yep. That, that makes a lot of sense because when you think about running, it is, you know, you're the, the human foot plants and then it pushes off, but you're on, right. You're on essentially like pegs. You're on heels as you're putting it. Right. And, and those don't uh, bend. Uh, those don't push. 
a straight piece of metal. My my shoe has one bolt in the very front of it and one bolt in the very back. And I put my foot in the shoe that's bolted there, uh-huh. and I've got a restraint above my right below my knee where it bends. So nothing below my knee can can bend. My my foot's stuck at a at a ninety degree angle the whole time I'm in the stilts. So there's no ankle movement while I'm running. So that's that's mainly the hard part. Okay, that's where it gets complicated. Okay, now. <laughs> Uh, the the saying "big tree fall hard" comes to mind. What tell tell us about maybe a a fall you've had? All right, so I don't say that word often. Oh yeah, sorry, but. sorry, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> We're not in season. We're all good. I ain't gonna get back on this thing for a while. <laughs> um, I've since since I was ten years old, I've fell four times my whole entire life, and um, two of those times were during season this year never never in front of people besides once i was walking through a wet concourse <gasps> and it was some smooth concrete yeah. and it had been raining and i looked like a newborn giraffe uh, my legs just split completely apart and i hit the concrete just as hard as you could imagine and this was i mean where was we at the, we was in portland maine uh-huh. and that was that was like a 9000 to 985 to 9000 person seat stadium so there was there's a ton of people around that whole entire venue that's seen that. And they all ran up to me. And whenever I'm on the stilts, I try to do things on my own because I'm the one, like, I'm I'm so used to how my body can bend, how I can stand yeah. up, which worry. Like, it's just, it all comes natural. It's weird to explain. But people come up to me and they're like, oh, let me help you up. I'm like, no, just let me get up. I'll end up hurting you if you're trying to help me get up. Get up. Yeah. Like, just... And it, it's not fun. <laughs> no. It, it, it gets your emotion. That's the only time I've ever failed during during the show. And it gets your emotions going really, really bad. Oh, really, I bet. really bad. I, I, Cause, uh, I, I can't imagine. Like, And, and <laughs> I, I assume your natural instinct is to brace. But if you're that high up and you try and brace with your arms, like that's how you break arms. Well, uh, I've never, knock on wood, I've never broken anything on the stilts. But I've broken this wrist here three times and I've broken this one twice. And... That's the last thing I do whenever I go to fall. I I fell running to first, and then I fell in the concourse there, uh-huh. and I land right on my side intentionally. So yeah. if, if I go down, I'm not going to catch myself. I'm going I'm gonna land right on this shoulder, on either one. I I I'll, I, I I take I take very good care of these wrists now because yeah this not not this past season we just finished up, but the season before I went all season in a hard cast because this left hand was broke. So, and I know, oh man, there's nothing more aggravating than being on the baseball field, not being able to swing a bat or catch a baseball. Oh yeah. I, I mean, <laughs> I, I, with the, the energy that follows the games and you guys are playing in front of sellout crowds and, um, basically every location you go to the, the idea of just sitting there and, and not getting to join in oh. on the, this, this really, really exciting and, and fan engaging thing. I, I understand that's like. Going on the IL for banana ball is way worse than than the majors. So so talk to us. I want to get back to banana ball because I think it is such a fun and exciting brand of baseball. Um, how how do you guys go about preparing for games? Like you you roll into town. Um, I is there a rehearsal? Is it what what goes into games prior to to even showing up? It's it's that's <laughs> so hard to explain. We get there to the field. Sometimes not about fifty percent of the times we'll see the stadium we're playing at the next day prior to the game day, and we'll go out there. We'll have BP, get to read balls off the wall, just things like that, just to get comfortable. And with me, those those days that we get there prior to game day is 
that's when that's the time when of course I get I get on my stilts as soon as I get there I get stretched up and I walk around the whole facility yeah lower decks elevators everything every like because I know where our go-to points are uh-huh. as far as like where we got to be after the game where we got to be before the game where where are my spots at that I have to be during the game and I find my easiest routes to those spots before there's 10 to 15,000 people in the stadium. So I, I have everything pre-planned out in my head. So that's the main thing that I do. And I'll get out there and take a few few cuts in BP and I'll, I'll shag a few balls in the outfield. But whenever you move to game day, game day is you get there, you have like three rounds of five BP, and then you you have entertainment before that, actually. Okay. You would get there, we, we go over dances, uh, planned planned celebrations is what we call them like okay first run celebration second run celebration all of that like if hit by pitch we're doing this um if dr does a backflip in the center field this game then we're going to go out here and do this like every every scenario that you can have in that baseball game we have a celebration to to put into place after that scenario takes place okay so it's it's that's kind of how that works. it's a reactive script it's not, Correct. it's not necessarily like, oh, okay, we're going to like, like it's right. You're still playing the game. It's still being 100%. played and, and it would be an impossible sport to try and script. Like no one, 100%. you you, know, you, hear, you, you hear these things like, oh, the NFL, it's, it's scripted. It's uh, this, this and that you couldn't with baseball. Like it, it's just <laughs> such a, there, there's so many different variables in the sport. So that is really it, it, interesting that it is purely you know, reactive and how we celebrate, how we interact. I, I love that. If you can strip the 450 foot home run, <laughs> tell me how, because I'll I'll give you my whole, I'll give you whatever to learn how to do that. Just yeah. Naturally. <laughs> so, uh, so, so you play the party animals each time you take the field. In 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 your touring, um, how often do they win? Um, 51 percent more than we do. Okay. <laughs> Okay. They, they came out one game. They gave out came out one game ahead of us this past season, um, in Cooperstown. That was the do or die game. It, it came down to that very last game, and they they came out with the win. So the the party animals took the the twenty twenty three season. So that tells you right there, it's not scripted. Yeah, yeah. The <laughs> the the generals were not beating the Globetrotters fifty one percent of the time. Uh, <laughs> so that's got to kind of sting a little bit. Um, that's what I tell everybody. It's super competitive and, and you're not going to have a more competitive baseball game than, than you will when you're playing the same exact guys that you practice with every day, that you're on the bus with every day, that you're on the plane with every day. Like you practice, like you do everything with these guys and you've got that friendship that turns into, to something completely different whenever you're on, on both sides of the field. And I think it makes the guys play more competitively because like if my best friend on the party animals is Joe Lytle. And I wanted to strike that dude out every single time he came up, just a lot more because he was my best friend. Uh huh. Like that, it just brings out the the competitiveness in all of us because we know that we get some bragging rights in in the diner whenever we're out there uh-huh. eating food after the game's over. So that's that's awesome. Like I I remember growing up and you'd play a kid that you knew or you went to school with, and it always had just a little bit extra to it. It, a little bit. It, it had a little bit extra to it. And so the fact that you guys are, you're traveling together across the country. 
um, to so many different locations. I, I can only imagine the amplification that happens there. Now, speaking, <laughs> I, I think it's an interesting angle to to talk about the travel because you guys you guys put in a lot of miles in the in the in the summer there. So describe what life's like on that tour. Uh, so with me having working my legs as much as I do, mm-hmm. I am not a fan of travel days. <laughs> yeah. Um, getting on planes, planes are not comfortable to me. The laying around in the airport, that's not comfortable. Getting on our bus, but our buses are nice, but they're they're not comfortable, especially not when you I mean, we did we drove to New York, back from New York drove to New York and we did that. We made that trip twice and in, in like within like a month, I believe. And that's just those two locations, you know, like we're, we're constantly traveling all the time. And this is my first time ever traveling like this. And it, you definitely don't get as much sleep as you do when you're back home in your bed, yeah. laying with your pillow under your head and all that. <laughs> well, would, would travel be easier and more comfortable if you just took the stilts off? <laughs> yeah, I got to start doing that. It has a great idea. <laughs> um, so what, what was the coolest place you went to last summer then? Or in the last two summers? Um, last two summers. It's probably one of the smallest places we've been to. It's the most meaningful place that we've been to, in my opinion. Um, it's not Rick Woodfield. It's not Cooperstown, New York. Not, I mean, those are amazing. Uh-huh. But I played Columbus, Georgia. That's 45 minutes from my hometown. And... Uh, I've seen more people there that I knew than I did that I, people I didn't knew. And that stadium held like 3,000 people. Wow. So that was that was by far a memory I'll never forget. That was my debut on that field. That was, as a matter of fact, that was my uh, my first ever pitching debut uh-huh. I made on that field. And, uh, yeah, I had at least 30, 30 family members there. Wow. And then just so many, so many people that I knew from my little town. It's It, it brought out tears the whole, the whole night. And I was actually just getting over a concussion. I had just ran into the wall. I, my my nose was all messed up. My I had a big old goose egg on my head. That was my first ESPN uh, ESPN interview. Yeah. So that was super cool. A lot of things stood out for Columbus, even though it was just a small little a little park like that. How cool is that? Like <laughs> that is that would be so much fun to to be able to do that to bring in that much family to watch you do something that's so fun and unique. Um, it was amazing. Uh, so what's the location that stands out the most in terms of passion? Like where have you seen the, like the, a crowd that maybe matched the energy? Cause I went and I, I watched you guys a couple years back in Kansas city and it was a, it was a lot of like, we had a blast. It was a great time but you guys brought the energy. Has there ever been a place that you've gone to and been like, whoa, like, man, I, I don't, um, I'm or maybe not that's your home field. I don't, I don't know. Well, Columbus is the closest field, uh, Grayson to my hometown, but yeah. Grayson stadium, the it's, it's a lot of local people. There's always 30 States worth of people. there coming from 30 different States. Uh-huh. Um, but I mean the energy that they bring at Grayson stadium is going to be hard to match. But yeah. I think as far as like passion wise, where I just stopped and looked and I was like, wow, I'm doing this here. It definitely be Cooperstown. Okay. Is there, is there anything that stands out about Cooperstown? Uh, 
that was the most uncomfortable stadium that I was ever at. It was by far not built for a guy. Is it tiny? That's yeah. Tall. <laughs> so there they keep like rakes and stuff. They've got this right behind home plate. Okay. So there's this home plate and then it's about four and a half foot tall. And that's where you get the, the, the rakes to tamp the mount, all their like equipment uh-huh. is pretty much right there. And that's, I could not fit my stilts. You could stand my stilts up in the dugout and they were like, like three or four inches from touching the ceiling in the no dugout. Way. So there was no shot of me coming out of that dugout. And then <laughs> I I came out of where they drive the lawnmower out to cut the, cut the grass right behind home plate. I swung the big back gate doors open and I, I stood up and I look like a contortionist when I have to get out of small places like that. Cause my knees are higher up than my face is. I'm just all <laughs> leaning down. It looked crazy. And I, I, once I stepped out on the field and I just pretty much just looked around and um, I, told, I, I stopped for a second. This is the only time I've ever done that. I stopped and I looked around and I'm like, this is a dream. Yeah. Like, this is crazy. That is, and that's where it really hit me. The, do you have a picture to, of you coming the, out there? Like, because I imagine like the gates swing open. I mean, you would look like a legend if you had like a... a a picture of you in Cooperstown basically walking uh, out on I'm sure there's it. one somewhere. I'm sure there's one somewhere. Oh, that's <laughs> that's so cool. I, I can see why that's a memory for you. Do you have any like pregame rituals or superstitions that you, you go do. through? I do. Um, I'm a very religious guy. Mm-hmm. I always go out and and my health is always a thing that's on my my mind. My my safety, my my health on the stilts. I don't want my knees to go out. I want to take care of my knees, my hips, all of those things. And, uh, every single game with the bananas, I, before VIB starts, I go out to center field, I stretch and throughout my whole stretching routine, I just, uh, ask God, uh, what protect me and keep me free from hurt, harm and danger Mm -hmm. and help me impact every single child, or whoever's here. Like I, I just asked to be a big impact. I want to impact at least one person that is in that, that part that night. And I've, I haven't had a bad, a bad show night yet where I ended the night and I was just mad or upset. So that is, it sounds like you were exactly at your calling, like what you're supposed to be doing is exactly that. And, and based on uh, all accounts and, and personal experience, you have done that. Like you, you show up at the park and you impact at least one. And, and I know it's more than that, um, which is just, it's, that's gotta be just one of the most fulfilling and rewarding things you could ever imagine doing just bringing joy to people. It is. I always make it a point to myself to, to put myself in their shoes. What, 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 what interaction, what kind of interaction would I have wanted if I was that kid looking up to myself right now and I always just try to plus that times 10. You are so cool. I love that, Dakota. Now, speaking of kids, um, we're, we're getting towards the end of the show here, but I, I have two nephews that play baseball. Um, awesome. I shot my uh, sister-in-law and brother-in-law a text a couple days ago and was just like, hey, do the boys have any questions for stilts? And they were like, oh my gosh, they're going to they're gonna love this. So I have... A question from each of them that I'm going to ask right. you, um, and it just goes to show. I mean, as soon as I asked that, it was like, 
no way. They're going to freak out about this. So you you have an impact on so many people, but but kids specifically are, are drawn to you. Um, and, and it's easy to see why. So from my um, 11-year-old nephew, or almost 11-year-old nephew, Jax, uh, is it harder for you to find your release point, I assume, on the mound since you're so high up? Um, Whenever I first started, so whenever I... First time I ever pitched, I used what's called sheetrock stilts. And the sheetrock stilts, they're, they're way heavier. I don't use them anymore, but I could stand still and there wasn't a lot of motion. Uh-huh. I had the sheetrock stilts, the way my body moved, I wasn't having to stay constantly moving like I do with the peg stilts now. And whenever I pitched that way, no, it, it wasn't it wasn't too hard. It was just, it was simple, hit your target yeah. just like you would any other time. But once I moved over to the peg stilts, you're constantly having to step. Yeah. So if you're on the stilts and you stop moving, you're you're literally just going to tip over. You're going to fall right over. And if you stay moving, it, it's great. Uh-huh. But that's the struggle I, I found with the pitching on the new stilts is I'm constantly having to bounce back and forth and then find my delivery. So there's no coming set for me. There's never a still moment while I'm on the mound. So that is mainly the thing that I struggled with. I wouldn't say my release point because I don't know. I've just you just throw hit where I'm throwing most of the time. Yeah. But the, the not standing still that, that took a lot of practice. That was a big transition. So you're telling us that you balk a lot. Like anytime. Oh, yeah, there's, no such, there's <laughs> no such thing. Of, there's no such thing as a balk in banana ball. Perfect. <laughs> Perfect. That, that is really interesting. I, I kind of want to take a, a quick um, look at, the hitting side of it, because I think you provided a ton of insight there from the pitching side of it. And and I just want to get, you know, just the basic overview because explaining the difference in the stilts makes a lot of sense. Um, talk just briefly about, you know, what it's like to find your swing on stilts. Of course, the first time that I ever was in the box swinging, I was using the She-Rock stilts, like I said. And at that point, I would get in the box and I would plant myself. Mm-hmm. And there would be no movement from my hips down. Yeah. And it's it was literally that. That's, uh-huh. that's all I could do. And with the new stilts, here, I'll stand up and kind of show you a better idea. So with the new stilts, it's it's big on your timing. Okay. You've got to have perfect timing. And when normally on your two feet, you're, you're, you're setting back and you're loaded and you're ready to explode. Yeah. Okay. But on these stilts, like I said, you can't stand still. So you're having to keep your eye on the pitcher, figure out his release point where when he lets go, you're having to read whether it's because they throw me curves, they throw me sliders, they throw all that to me. Uh-huh. And I'm I'm up here in the batter's box doing this right here the yeah. whole time. And if I hit, if I'm hitting off of my front foot like this, I'm still staying back, but I'm not getting any power. And that's when I ground out the center or to the middle infield, shortstop. Yeah. Whenever I come off of that back foot and I can push forward like that, like uh-huh. Right here, right here, and I'm free. Like, if I can come off of that back foot, that is the difference between hitting it up against the wall or grounding out to the shortstop. These guys are throwing you curveballs. <laughs> I've got a video. I got, I've got a video. I'm going to send it to you after this. It's of Joe Lytle. It's a, a oh, it's your, it's your friend. It's yeah. your buddy, yeah. He's a, catcher. He's a catcher, and he. I walked up into the box, and... I walked up, and you can hear everything we say on Joe's little camera that he's got while he's uh-huh. catching. I said, what's up, sexy? <laughs> and that's what I said to him. 
And then he said, curveball. And he threw his finger <laughs> down like this. And they threw me one and dropped it in there, and I laced it to center field. Yes. So. Good. That's how you get them to stop throwing curveballs. <laughs> I guess they'd probably hang a little bit more if you've got to throw them 10 feet in the air. But And then uh, Brett Tomko, I think is his name. Yeah, former player, right? Former pitcher. Oh, man. That joker was <laughs> – I was hitting off of him whenever we played the MLB PAA team. Uh-huh. And – he was throwing every bit of 94 to me. No way. And, oh, man, I can hit that. Like, uh-huh. that's what the guys throw. They're throwing, like, 90s to me, 90, 91. Like, I tell them, throw it fast because I'll get out front if you throw me some soft crap. I don't like that. Uh-huh. Like, throw me the ball. The harder it comes in, the harder it's going to leave. And I, he struck me out, and I felt <laughs> silly. I found, I found two of them off. <laughs> <laughs> and nobody caught him. <laughs> Nobody called him. I found him off. I was just glad to hit it. I got back in the dugout, and uh, Coach Gillum said, he was throwing him pretty hard to you. I said, put me back in. I want to go hit off him again. That was that was good. <laughs> oh, that's great. And I, I that actually kind of makes sense in my mind. Like the idea that, that throwing hard at you wouldn't be as challenging, specifically if, you know, you're having to be so succinct with your swing. You can't you yes, you're rocking with your legs and you're you're trying to utilize them as much as you can, but still at yeah. the end of the day, I imagine it's real like hands meatball. Let's, make, let's find a barrel. Throw your, throw your, yeah, throw, throw your hands at the baseball. Yeah. That's all I do. I keep keep my hands inside. That's what I tell myself while I'm up there. All through back, hit off of your back foot, keep your hands inside. If you do that, you'll get a barrel. But I <laughs> saw I saw a video of you on Instagram where you like it was it was close to the warning track, if not off it. It was uh I know what you're talking about. The, the wall in, in left field in Grayson Stadium is three ten, three twenty, I believe. Uh-huh. Something like that. And that ball, Trackman read it at like 305. <laughs> oh. Where it hit the ground. So it, it rolled to the wall. So you're it, saying this summer, or this oh, yeah. off season, oh, you're yeah. going to get in the weight room. And this summer, I, you're going to do it. I woke up this morning. I do I do 100 to 150 push-ups every morning when I wake up. Yeah. So these little arms ain't going to be little for long. <laughs> <laughs> That's, oh gosh. Oh, if you ever hit a home run on stilts. Oh, it's gonna happen. I put that in my end of season review. They yeah. said where do they asked me where I wanted to improve and what what do I see myself doing better next year? And I said I will hit a home run. I left it that. I said I will hit one out of the park next year. Oh, that's yeah. all I gotta say. Oh yeah, it's gonna happen. So, it's gonna happen. So do you swing just a normal bat? Uh, thirty-three, thirty. Okay, just a normal wood yep. bat. Um, but nope, it's two seventy-one. Yep. 271 yeah. little slugger. Nice yep. little balance 30, to it. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Okay. And um I, I did see something else. And I'll get to I'll get to Hayden's question here because I do want to touch on that and, and stay true to that. But I saw you had a glove that was like how big was that glove? It was giant. Oh it it's huge. It's it's no joke about two foot probably. <laughs> Give me one sec, I'll run and grab Okay. It. Sounds good. <laughs> Dude, look at that thing. We got we got oh a my God. we got a big one from Mizuno here, but I think yours is longer. <laughs> so this one here, so live scale right beside me. This is so it's just as big as my whole upper half. Oh my word! I love that Bro. it's all just finger stalls. Like <laughs> this one. I told them they should have put right here on the side eighty twenty thousand. <laughs> See, this one's like this one. It, everything's bigger. It's a normal glove that's bigger. Yours is just a regular glove with like two feet of finger stalls. 
and see it actually works so like if i catch it right here in the very very end yeah it just fu it funnels right down to me and i still i still pull it out right here in the pocket so hit here roll down and it'll be exactly where i need to transfer it at that is the coolest thing who got you that glove um wilson sent it to me right um the uh i don't remember this guy's name he's he's the Wilson glove guy. Yeah. He's the big, big glove dude. Oh, also? Yeah. 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 Uh-huh. And he he sent that to me, actually. Uh, there was a video of him holding, there was a black prototype of that one. And he's holding it, and he's throwing the ball in it, and he's just looking at it. And I was like, oh, that looks familiar. And they said, keep your eyes open. And then I got one not too long after that. Oh, that's so. so cool. I love that. Um, I just saw that, and I had to ask you, because I, I thought that was pretty awesome. Um, I've made some pranks with it at first, too. Oh, Yeah. Oh yeah, I've I've I got one. It was probably seven inches off the ground. I just I got down that low there. I got it. And that that was actually uh I, I kept the winning run of that inning. No way. Scoring. Oh yeah. man. So so you don't you don't just pitch and hit. You play a little in the field. Oh yeah, I play. Uh, see, whenever I pitch, they'll put me into pitch with two outs. But whenever normally I'll hit and then I'll go play first. So I'll, okay. I'll get an at bat with two outs and then they'll put me into play first with the big glove for three outs. And there's some, there's, there's been some times of, of the ball hitting the pocket and falling right out. And I just got to look down there and look at it. And there's one video of me kicking it across to uh, EJ, our second baseman. <laughs> I was going to say you're helpless. Like I can't, Yeah, I mean, there's nothing I can do. I need one of those little grabbers that you people pick up sticks with. Oh, that'd be awesome. <laughs> you just pull it out of your back and, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> That's so good. That's so good. Um, okay. So I want to get back to that last question. So my, my, I believe he's a 14 year old nephew. Now Hayden wanted to ask you a question that is what's been your favorite experience as a banana? Um, other than the Columbus trip yeah. that we talked about earlier with my family and all there, um, definitely Cooperstown. Um, that's every baseball player's dream For sure. is to, be in the baseball hall of fame and i just blessed enough to have a picture of my face in in there on my stilts so just able to be a part of an organization that makes it to the baseball hall of fame that's just that's i, I tell everyone that's probably the biggest accomplishment that i will ever have hope not but it's it's hard to beat that one that is that is truly a baseball player's dream and and i imagine if you went back in time and told yourself you know three, four years ago, like, yeah, you know, you know, Dakota, you're going to end up in Cooperstown in four years. You would have been like, what? <laughs> like <You're fine>. it's, <laughs> it, it's, it's surreal to, to see, but it's also, um, it, it, it makes sense talking to you and, and seeing your humility <laughs> and seeing your willingness to just do something. I mean, that, that should be, that should be applauded because I mean, I wasn't getting up on stilts. I don't know how to ride a unicycle. Like these things that you're just willing to do, uh, just to try them and, and just to experience it. Um, it's so cool. It, it, and I'm, I'm really excited because I, I have a feeling you've got some more tricks up your sleeve. Um, and, there's, and the, some, there's some good stuff coming. Yeah. Yeah. I'm really excited to follow along. Do you want to go ahead and, and let everyone know how they can, you know, follow your story, throughout the the upcoming season 100 percent uh tiktok i'm i'm on tiktok dakota stilts auburn you uh, pretty much any social media you can look up dakota stilts and all stilts is my middle name dakota uh -huh. stilts auburn and 
and you won't you won't struggle to find me. I, I'm constantly posting. I post here and there. So yeah, yeah. You you started to blow finally- up. I think I think people are starting to get wind of it, and and obviously they are, they're they're big fans of yours. Well, it it means the world to me, honestly. Never in a million years did I ever think I'd have a single fan, more or less, hundreds of them. <laughs> that is awesome. You're you're a tremendous guest. Um, we'll definitely have to reach out as the the season goes on. Um, excited to see what what continues to grow with Banana Ball, and and more specifically with with Stilts and his version of banana ball. Um, I still have like tons and tons of questions. So we might have to try and find a time to have you back on the show. Um, Hey, whenever, never, I'm doing nothing. I'm probably about to get my dog and go for a run. So, well, Dakota, thank you so much for joining the show today. Uh, we're, we're pulling for you and we're, we're hoping that the bananas, uh, bring back the title next summer. I appreciate it. I'm, I'm excited to see what the future holds as well. You're the man. We'll talk to you soon. Okay. Sounds good. I hope you've enjoyed this episode of the Batter Up Podcast. If you're watching on YouTube, be sure to drop us a like. And if you're listening on a podcast, be sure to drop us a five-star review and subscribe to be alerted for any upcoming releases of episodes. Thanks for stopping by, and I'll see you next time.